0: fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haidner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final try and
1: it's ready. for the touchdown. Back. What a great
0: second over there Wolfpack, what is going on? It's your boy, the Wolf, of rotostreetjournal.com, here with a fire episode of On the Fantasy Beat, a product of the Fantasy Fullback Dive, the podcast that paves your path. To 2019 titles. We are bringing back for a record breaking fifth time Ryan Hannibal. Covers the Patriots for WEI, Boston Sports Radio, Patriots Insider. He's fantastic. We wouldn't have him on five times if we didn't love this guy. And again, brings the absolute fire. Usually, you know, throws in a dash of realism because the Patriots as any long time listener knows, it's my team I'm always unrealistically high in terms of statistical expectations of course they're just going to keep dominating real life wise, but oftentimes, I get a little excited and send a little bit too high projections of my guys, but this time Hannibal has at least one guy that he thinks even higher of than I do on the Patriots, find out who that is find out what he thinks of Nikhil Harry as a rookie, why the Patriots made him the first wide receiver Belichick has ever taken in the first round, what What's he bringing to the table? What's this backfield going to look like with Damian Harris added? Is Sony Michelle going to be that bell cow 24 carries a game in the playoffs that he was just dominating in that stretch run? And why would they go out and get Harris? What's his role? Who's getting the goal line touches? Lots of intrigue there in this backfield. Is James White impacted at all? What's happening there? What about this gaggle of wide receivers and tight ends that got brought in? Who can we expect to emerge, if any, as potential fantasy sleepers? And Thomas Edward, Patrick Brady Jr., 42 years old and sexy as ever, my favorite human being to ever exist. Is he going to fall off a cliff ever or not? So much intrigue. A ridiculous offseason for the Patriots with tons of interesting fantasy implications. And Hannibal breaks them all down with me right here, right now. Wolfpack, we are thrilled to bring back fullback dive appearance record holder, WEI, Boston Sports Radio's Patriot Insider, Ryan Hannibal, back for a fifth time. Ryan, how's it going, brother?
1: I'm pretty good i'm just waiting for something to commemorate my fifth appearance like what am i gonna get
0: i i thought by this point the bald one cj had gotten you a t-shirt uh, has he not sent you any merch nothing
1: uh, nothing so he's the one to get on not you oh he's, yeah you got
0: you go rip that kid to shreds yeah he's, he's our he's the merch you know factory over there at his house in his mom's basement just churning out shirts over there so you gotta get on him yeah oh man that's that's very disappointing here uh next next fibber burger will be on me for sure
1: there we go
0: <laughs> but we're, we're thrilled to have you because the Patriots are always just a buzzy team, but especially this off season, the offense has a lot of new pieces and a lot of old familiar faces are no longer there. And we'll just start right with it. Rob Gronkowski has gone. Chris Hogan, not as big of a departure, but also gone as well, opening a ton of targets. They enter the NFL draft with one of the most depleted pass catching cores, but then go and select Nikhil Harry with the 32nd overall pick marking the first time Belichick's ever done that in the first round. So what did the Patriots see? Why did Belichick go out on a limb here and do something he's never done? And and how do you see him being used as a rookie here?
1: So I just think, you know, when you look at the Patriots and the way that they draft, they always say that they don't draft for need and they always take the best player available. But I don't think that was the case this year. I think that they saw what their roster looked like, realized they needed to get some help to Tom Brady. They didn't get anybody in free agency. That's going to make an impact. So that's why they went with Nikhil Harry at number 32 overall yeah he's not i'm not saying he's not a great player i just don't know if he was really a first round pick but the patriots Mm -hmm. thought where the draft was going to fall what they've had picks coming up and if they wanted to get him that's when they needed to take him. I bet they had him ranked high, probably the highest on their board as a, as a receiver. So why not take him there? He's a possession receiver, mostly known for his ability to go up and get the football. Very competitive, good hands, six foot two. Going to line up on the outside. Probably not going to stretch the field like a Randy Moss type of guy, but will be able to you know make some plays in the outside with the comeback routes. Probably a bigger target in the red zone, like Tom Brady. You know hasn't really had as much in recent years from the receiver position. Obviously Robert Gronkowski, but not at the receiver position so that that's a plus two and then you know we'll see we'll see what happens I think they'll, they'll put more on his plate as time goes on but you know right now he's going to be a guy lined up on the outside I guess you know one comparison of a guy that we've seen Josh Gordon I think that they that what he saw last what he did last year saw a guy like Nikhil Harry similar body type and, and maybe they look to him maybe they can replicate what what Brady and Gordon had with with Harry
0: yeah, Brady and, and Gordon definitely had a, a solid rapport there I love that you brought up the verticality in An offense that lives in the red zone And now is without Gronk That type of contested ball skills Go up and get it Is a lot of what I've read about Harry And why he's so good I've also read that this guy is really good after the catch And that's obviously something the Patriots have long prioritized Do you see a, a role where he moves into the slot And it's kind of that big body there Or how else could he potentially be used in the system?
1: He can definitely make plays with the ball in his hand, so maybe they use him with the, this wide receiver screens where they dump it off to the receiver the line of scourge. You can make a guy miss here or there. I don't know if he's going to be in the slot necessarily in year one, but who knows what happens down the road. I think right now the will goes on him on the outside and getting that stuff down. And then maybe, you know, maybe post Edelman, maybe slides inside. Maybe that's something to look out for. But I think right now he's got on the outside possession receiver. But like you said, he can make some plays with the ball in his hands. Maybe those wide receiver screens could be going to him.
0: Absolutely. And we'll get some of these – Grosser names out of the way because there's a lot of new faces here that who knows how it's gonna all shake out. So maybe you can kind of give us some clarity. Then we'll get into the big guns because the Patriots certainly still have some interesting firepower. But with Gronk leaving, the Titans obviously been a massive part of this offense, probably a product of Gronk being the best to ever play. But you can't imagine they just forget about the tight end. They go and bring in Matt LaCosse, Austin Safarian, Jenkins, and Ben Watson. No one there's jumping off the page to me as a fantasy guy, but do you expect any one of those three or someone else to emerge here? And if so, will it be relevant enough for fantasy?
1: I don't think any any Patriot tight end is going to be relevant to fantasy this year. It's, it's tough because I think when you look at these three guys that they brought in, all three of them could potentially get, get cut. Like their contracts aren't, mm-hmm. you know, Know, they're not financially committed to them. The Patriots didn't give out a lot of money to these tight ends, so I think it's going to come down to who performs best in the, in the summer in the preseason games to see who makes the roster, which is obviously not great for fantasy because you just don't know who's going to be there and have what, what role. Um, if I had to pick one, it's probably Watson just because of his history, but it's tough.
0: Yeah, I mean, hopefully a little bit of fat's trimmed here and we get a clear sense. I wouldn't hate to see ASJ get a role. He's always been a big, huge body. He moved well when he came out, but he's had a ton of injuries, so who knows if he's still the the athlete. can't stay on the field. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you can't put too many eggs into any of these guys' baskets. But they've also brought in a bunch of receivers. We got Demarius Thomas, obviously the biggest name of them, who knows what he still brings to the table. Dontrell Inman had a solid, sneaky, solid year for the Colts. And he's always kind of seemed to be, you know, reliable whenever a team actually needs him. The Chargers for a while there. And then Maurice Harris, who had a few big games last year for the Redskins, kind of became their top target for a little while. Are any of these guys standing out to you, and will any of them be more valuable than Philip Dorsett, a mainstay here?
1: That's a tough one. So if I had to pick one out of the new group, I think it's Inman. I think he's an intriguing guy. I think that he performed well. Just like you look at the numbers that he did at the end of last year with the Colts, he was their number two wideout, performed pretty well, had some decent games. I think that he's the guy that, if you're going to look at the whole season, He's the guy to, to look for from the Patriots to make an impact. I don't know if it's necessarily Philip Dorsett-like. I still think Dorsett's probably ahead on the depth chart. But I think Inman's a guy to keep an eye on just because of his history. And if he is given a chance to play, I think he could put up decent numbers with Brady as his quarterback. Thomas is a tough one just because you don't know what you're going to get from him coming back from that Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. He could start the year on pop, which you know could be a, you know, a nice little late-season ad. But, you know, obviously he has talent. He did have talent, and I think he still has something left in the tank. But he's probably not a guy that's going to make a huge difference fancy wise just because you don't know how many games he's going to play, first of all. But second of all, I don't know how many snaps he's going to get just because he's 30 years old coming off of a torn Achilles.
0: Yeah, it's tough to get too much of a read on this. We'll see how it's playing out in – Training camp, if he's looking good, you know, he's got that history with McDaniels too. So Thomas could be intriguing, and, and like I said, solid wherever he's been. So I think it's a savvy little pickup. We'll see what happens. One guy we don't have any questions about, and the, the real true heartbeat of this passing game is Julian Edelman, and that was never more evident than last year's Super Bowl run. I mean, he had 35 targets, 26 catches, 388 yards. That's 11.6 targets, 8.6 catches, hundred. Almost 130 yards a game there. So, I mean, he also gets Super Bowl MVP with that Herculean effort there, 142 yards. Just an absolute beast, if, if I have to summarize it at all. But we've never seen that really fully in the regular season. He always dominates in the playoffs, and he's always great in the regular season. Is there any reason that that type of play would carry over? What do you expect for Edelman this year in 2019?
1: I think it's a big year for him. I think you look at the loss of Rob Gronkowski and you look at Tom Brady, who he's going to trust most, mm-hmm. there's really not anybody out there besides Edelman. So I could see a scenario where this might be Edelman's Wait, – he's been targeted a ton, but maybe he gets targeted even more than we've seen just because there's no one mm-hmm. else that Brady can trust. And we know how much Brady values that. So early in the season, maybe Edelman gets a ton of these targets. Like we've seen these playoff games when it's, you know, 10, 15 targets a game. And I think, you know, by the way, the Patriots run their offense, that's the ability to put up some pretty big fantasy numbers. So I think Edelman stock, might be as high as it's ever been just looking at who the Patriots have around him. I know he's getting up there in age, but you know, he, he showed that he can, you know, stay healthy and stay on the field. He's one of the toughest guys in the entire league. And he missed the four games last year to these suspensions. So that's, you know, he's he's I guess, you know, I'm not gonna say he's more fresh, but he missed the last four games, the four first four games last year. So it wasn't the best fantasy, you know, situation. So things are shaping up to be a pretty good year, I think, for Edelman owners. And
0: yeah, when he came back, he was the number 12 receiver in fantasy for that uh, 12-week span. So he already was performing as a wide receiver one, and then the playoffs was just ridiculous. So if that somehow carries over, like you're saying, it might because there's a lack of reliable targets there. He's going so late in fantasy drafts, too, compared to what that type of upside is, and the floor is already so sturdy. I love Edelman this year, so just hearing that from you, who usually brings my expectations down. Oh, is... no, I'm all in on Edelman. All righty, I, I love to hear that. Um, and a guy I was ready to be all in on, another kind of playoff hero for the Patriots, was Sony Michel. Just ridiculous 71 carries, 24 per game. We haven't seen that since Corey Dillon. 336 yep. yards, 6 TDs over those 3 games. I mean, if you pace that out for 6, 16, which would never happen. 378 right. carries, 1792 yards, 32 TD pace. None of of course it's not going to happen, but just yep. fun to say, nonetheless. And how does he get rewarded? They go out and draft Damian Harris, uh, an Alabama beast, a standout who outproduced, out carried, outtouched Josh Jacobs for you know the much more heralded backfield mate that went as the first running back of this draft. So a very solid guy. We know Belichick and Saban are pretty well connected, so. What do we have here? It's another one of those Patriots fuckfests at backfield, or is Sony has he earned a, a kind of bell cow role? Why do they take cares? What's going on? Can you give me any clarity here, Hannibal?
1: I think that they're looking at Sony Michelle, and I don't think that they trust him to be able to produce like he did last year from a durability standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at, he has an injury history at Georgia. He missed a couple games last year. He's banged up in the in the over the summer. Didn't start week one. Missed all the preseason. So I just think they look at. It's Michelle's injury history and I don't think that they trust him to carry the load like he did last year and that was why the Harris pick was made. I don't think they went in the draft saying we're gonna select a running back, but because Harris fell to where he did, I think the Patriots looked at that at a great value pick and we know how much they love value, but he also could fit the system and I think that they've you know, they've shown the ability to carry a number of running backs the past, if they can keep five guys in the roster, so I guess from a fantasy perspective, it probably takes away some of Michelle's value. I do think he's going to play a part for sure. He's going to be the number one back, but I do think that Harris is going to take some of his carries for sure. Yeah,
0: so it's it's not just an insurance policy that is going to kind of eat into the workload each week.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I th- honestly, I, I think that Harris has a bigger ceiling and, and a, a more you know, chance to contribute more than Rex Burkhead does. I, I really do like, like Harris. So I, I think he's going to play a role in this Patriots offense, which is tough for fantasy owners because you just don't know what you're going to get in give a given week. So it's going to add more um, questions than answers to the, to the Patriots running back situation.
0: Do you think it signals the, you mentioned Burkhead, is this going to signal the end of the Burkhead era or is he still going to have a role because he's so good on special teams? What, what does this mean for Burke?
1: He's, he's a tough one because let's just say that Harris comes out over the summer and performs pretty well and there is sort of a roster crunch and you look at guys to potentially cut, Burkhead could potentially be that guy. I know Belichick loves him a lot. They carry, they share the same agent. There's Belichick loves Rex Burkhead. He loves those special teams guys. So that would be a tough, you know, guy to move on from. But the other thing with Burkhead is he, he probably has more of an injury history than than Michelle does. He really can't get on the field at all. So I, I don't know. I, I guess if you're going to rank running backs, I think Burkhead's probably number four right now on the Patriots depth chart.
0: Absolutely, in in recent years in fantasy, just drafting the lowest price Patriots running back seems to work out well. I, I really do love this Harris style pick, late, late, late in drafts. Sony's it's, it's, it's taken a pretty big hit for me; he's fallen. Use it, you know, in my top twenty-five or so. Now he's in the more fifty-ish range because we just don't know what the shenanigans are going to be. But Harris is guy; he's getting no love in the fantasy community right now. And as you mentioned, the injury history with Michelle very real. Very likely Harris is going to have a couple 15, 20 carry games out there for the Patriots offense. So
1: the other thing with Harris, I guess, is I think he could potentially be their goal line back. They looked yeah, at right? the. Last year, the Patriots really struggled in short yardage, and we saw, I mean, James Devlin was getting a lot of, he, he had some mm. touches in the red zone last year with some touchdowns, so I think maybe the Harris could be that guy in short yardage, and you know, you know that those value for touchdowns in the red zone, so maybe Harris could be a sneaky big play in fantasy. I mean, yeah, it,
0: we saw LeGarrette Blunt stumble into, what, like 18 touchdowns just a few seasons ago, so... Yeah, it's a, it's an invaluable role whoever locks it down at the stripe there. So, definitely something to monitor. We'll, we'll be sure to touch base as you're we're, we're tracking camp and whatnot, who's getting those. The last backfield piece, and I don't know, it's kind of tricky to call this guy kind a of backfield piece because he's more important as a receiver, most would argue. That's James White. So, does Harris impact him at all? Is his role diversified enough? I mean, he's coming off the best professional season yet 1,176 total yards, 12 total TDs. Uh, you know, beats out Joe Mixon in, in terms of PPR statistics. Is he going to be that type of usage again, or is it going to take a big hit now? What do you expect in 2019?
1: I don't think a big hit, but I think it's not going to be the same. I mean, the Patriots running back situation was pretty tough last year. I mean, Cordero Patterson was, was starting at running back in a couple of those games. So and we saw James Blake get more carries than ever last year, just because of, you know, of the injuries and, and all that. So I think white will definitely keep that same role on third down, being a guy that catch passes out of the backfield. But I, I just don't think he's going to get asked to, you know, carry the ball more than say, you know, three or four times a game. I think he's strictly going to be that third down back, catch some passes out of the backfield, maybe even line up as a receiver. A couple of plays, so I think he's going to take a little bit of a hit fantasy wise, just because the Patriots are going to hopefully be at full strength. But I still think he's decent. He's a decent fantasy player, just because he catches so many passes out of the backfield.
0: Yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly because part of his enormous value entering this offseason was he's almost like a handcuff to Sony Michelle. even though he's tinier, he's a different type of back. That's where he got so much of his value. Is He had to kind of fill in for this guy while he was hurt and while Burkhead was hurt, and he just dominated. But now with Harris there, if Sony went down, as you mentioned, this would be the guy that fills in. So, definitely lessens his stock a little bit, in my opinion. But with a, a lack of pass catchers, too, maybe that takes a little bit of an uptick. But yeah, th- th- I think Harris, even though he looks so different, when he takes that handcuff role away from White, it definitely lifts it's the ceiling a little bit in my opinion and the last patriot we got to discuss probably shouldn't be a surprise it's the the goat the best yeah. to ever do this a decade of dominance it, it, that's my hero personally love him to death I Pray to him every night before I go to bed. That's Thomas Edward, Patrick Brady Jr. He's turning 42 before 2019, but he hasn't really shown any signs of slowing down. But even though he might be the best in real life, he's kind of been a middle-of-the-pack fantasy QB. He's only four, QB 14 last year. Is there any reason to expect either a sudden uptick or, God forbid, a downtick down in 2019? Or is it just going to be kind of more of that same steady middle-of-the-pack fantasy QB numbers?
1: Probably middle of the pack. I, I like. I don't think he's gonna emerge into the top ten. I, I just don't see that coming. You know, I'm not saying he's declining, but that's just the way that the Patriots' offense is compared to some of the other offenses in the. NFL. And I honestly do think the Patriots are trending more towards a more run based offense, maybe running the ball more than we've seen in the past. That was showcased, you know, none more than the playoffs last year when they rode the, the running game, the offensive line to the Super Bowl. And I think that was a sign of things to come, especially without Rob Gronkowski now in the past game. You got you to find ways to make up production there. And I don't think they have a receiver to do that. So maybe they, they do rely more on the running game and, you know, get behind their offensive line and, and grind out games that way. So that could potentially, you know, give a, a hit to Brady stock fantasy wise. So I would still expect probably, you know, middle of the pack. He's never going to be in the bottom third. I don't think, but he, he's probably not a guy you're going to draft, you know, he's not going to be one of the first, you know, three or four quarterbacks taken anymore. That's, that's a thing of the past. So I think you're right on to that. Probably in that 14, 15, 16 range is a good benchmark.
0: Gotcha. And the last guy we've kind of talked about, everyone we know is going to be on the field as long as they stay healthy. But a lingering question with some pretty serious fantasy implications, if it comes to, to fruition, is Josh Gordon. You mentioned him earlier on the show. Uh, we know he's going to be on the Patriots if he's reinstated at this point, I believe, at least. And yeah. that's a major if. We, we know that's no lock. But let's play the ideal scenario. He is reinstated. Well, I'll ask you, do you think he's going to get reinstated? And in the ideal world, he does. What would you expect him to, to play? What type of role?
1: tough question I think that he's doing everything in his power too I think that you know, if he does, if he you know keeps doing what he's doing, we see his Instagram videos. He's clearly working out, doing whatever he can in that sense. So I think things seem to be trending in the right direction from, from at least from the outside. We just don't know exactly what's going on with him. But you know, as we saw last year, let's just say he does get reinstated. There's always the chance and the possibility that he you know happens what he did last year, goes off the reservation and gets suspended again. So it's just. It's so risky with him, and I think last year is probably the perfect example of what you would get with him. He would probably have some decent fantasy games, some good value, but then others that he doesn't perform as well. And then there's always the outside chance that he's, you know, suspended again. So it's a it's a risky take. I, I, I would never draft Josh Gordon, but you know, if he does, you know, were to get reinstated, I think he's probably worth the, you know, wide receiver three in fantasy for sure. So he, he's a need to keep an eye on, but I'm, I wouldn't say he's worth like a, a stash in a draft by any means.
0: Gotcha. And last question then is, you know, nobody, especially by mid year last year, expected the Patriots to go on the Super Bowl run. What are your expectations now, coming off of a, a big, improbable run like that? Do you think they just dominate the AFC again in the playoffs? Uh, do they? Is this are, is the AFC East finally catching up? What do you think of the Patriots in twenty
1: nineteen? I don't think they've. Have- these kids catching up, but I don't think they I think honestly as a whole the AFC is getting worse. I, I think you look at the Patriots top competition in the AFC and you know the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Colts. For the most part, those teams, especially the Steelers and Chiefs, they're getting worse. Mm-hmm. So I think and in, in the Patriots they didn't necessarily make. I guess you can't say they made a jump. This this they didn't really get better this offseason because they did lose Rob and Kelsey, but I think they made some good under-the-radar moves, so I really don't see much of a drop bar from from the Patriots, so it really comes – down to the rest of the AFC and so I guess when you look at you know what the other teams did I think they're in a good position to to definitely win the AFC again and then see what happens in the playoffs they'll probably be the number one number two seed again and everybody knows their history so I, it, it's hard to count them out I, I think you can pretty much pencil them in for the AFC championship game and then, and then see what happens from there so I, I don't really see much changing this year with the Patriots who
0: are, you, who are they going to be meeting in that AFC championship games the Chiefs again or somebody else
1: I'm not. I'm not big on the Chiefs. I, I think the Tyree Kill thing is gonna. He's probably not gonna play again for them. So that's gonna be tough. And then their defense took a hit this off season. So I don't, I don't really see them playing much of a factor. I guess I, I like the Colts. I really like the way that Chris Ballard's doing things over there. I could potentially see them, you know, you know, getting back to what we saw, you know, five ish years ago, you know, competing with the Patriots in the AFC title game. Awesome. Are
0: you buying the Browns hype at all?
1: No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I think that they're they're gonna probably compete in the AFC North, but but I'm not. I really I can't see them making a huge run right now. I think they're you know one two or three years away from doing that. Definitely better than they've been in the past. They'll ride that high, um, but but I'm not in on on the Browns going to the Super Bowl. I'm not I'm not there yet.
0: Ah, fair enough. All right. Well, as always, Hannibal, great insight. Love having you on every single time. Thanks so much for taking the time uh, and coming on for a record fifth
1: time. We'll be sure the bald guy gets you your shirt and, and we'll yeah. buy you a burger next time we see you at Fibs. Beyond, I'm ready for the merch. looking out for the merch. Any time. Oh, we'll do it again when training camp when we have a better idea. hundred percent. Sounds
0: great, my man. Thanks again. All right. See ya. Uh, thanks again for tuning in Wolfpack. Hopefully you found that one as engaging as I did with Hannibal and Hannibal. Thanks so much for coming on a record fifth time. I'll make sure to be on CJ's ass about getting you some t-shirts. We'll take you out for some beers and burgers since we know you're a local boy too. But thanks again, brother. Always fire stuff. Um, particular, as I alluded to in the intro, Julian Edelman. Maybe a career year. This guy's been a monster in the playoffs and always been a solid regular season piece. Could that historic playoff run now trickle into the uh, the regular season because he's one of Tom Brady's only true reliable targets after Gronk leaves. Hannibal expects the best year he's ever had even as he gets up in age. I don't see any reason to disagree with this guy who usually likes to be more realistic and tampered with his expectations. If he's saying it, I'm starting to buy it. I've always been an Edelman guy too, but maybe I'm not high enough on this guy and the rest of it. Sony Michelle, a backfield mess potentially. A guy that's been taken very high in fantasy drafts that might not live up to expectations because the Patriots look like they're looking at that ugly you know, committee, unpredictable situation. Get Damian Harris late. Could get the goal line touches. A handcuff with benefits in that sense, if so. And just tons of other ridiculous takeaways from our guy. Not a tight end on this roster worth drafting. Dontrell Inman doesn't look sexy, but definitely the reliable, steady potential producer that the Patriots always love to just nab into Marius Thomas. Let's see what his health is looking like because, of course, he has that history of McDaniels. All that, so much more. Hope you enjoyed it. If you want these show notes, if you want to hear more about this, just go to ffbdpod.com slash Hannibal, ffbdpod.com slash Hannibal. Check out the homepage as well, rotostreetjournal.com, ffbdpod.com are our bases. And you can find us on all your socials, Roto Street Journal on Instagram, on Facebook, Roto ST Journal on Twitter, and me personally, you could connect with at Roto Street Wolf on Twitter and Snapchat. Hit me up, folks. Want to answer all your questions? Love this stuff. It's my oxygen. And if you liked what you heard, you got a team you want to hear about everything. Just interact with us. Let us know what we can do to pave that path to 2019 titles. Wolf is out. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh. oh, oh, oh. And wave out to the crowd And take our final bow Oh, it's our time to go